Deep in the bowels of Moore Hall podcast room, two mild-mannered CM Life newspaper editors harbor an unknown power. With this power comes great responsibility. Harken now your ears to the raving geeks! Welcome back, Central Michigan University. My name is Ben Solis. And I, as always, am Matthias Brundleberg. Yes, as always, and just today. It says on my birth certificate. Birth certificate? My birth certificate. Birth certificate. When I go to Bert Nury conventions Absolutely. as Bert. You gotta show that you're qualified. And as you can just see, we are the Raving Geeks, back here again for season two. I'm pretty excited about us having... We've been renewed. Yeah. We've been renewed, man. They've awoken us from our slumber. Yes, they have. Ben and I are two golems who only survive on the power of this podcast. Yes. And they revived us from our hibernation chambers mm-hmm. deep underneath the Alps in a subterranean facility. It's time to feed, yeah, basically. So we are here back again, ready to do this for you. Every Friday, we switched up our schedule a little bit. We kind of wanted to do Friday because we have a print edition that comes out on Thursday, so mm-hmm. we can promote it, that a little bit. Mondays and Thursdays now on our new tabloid. Um, but also, this kind of gives us a chance to really uh, dissect some news from the week, Yeah. right? So that's a little bit better. It's going to be more hip for you guys. Yeah, you know, people are going out and doing stuff on the weekends. Maybe you're going out somewhere to Labor Day, mm-hmm. listening to this on the car ride as you're leaning back, cruising down the wheel. Windows down. Running grannies off the road. Oh, yeah. Five points. Dodging cops. This is more like ten points. Ten points for grannies. I would give, well, it depends. Because they're a little feeble. I would they say can't jump out of the way. I would say golden grannies are worth extra. Okay, good. Because yeah. you know you're really just doing them a service. You gotta let them go. They shouldn't be driving anyway. No, no, no. This is all good. But yes, if you can want to listen to it in the car, you can. Homicide aside. Homicide aside, <laughs> you can download it on iTunes or a bunch of things. So we're going to do some cool stuff for you this season. But uh, I, I had a great summer. I don't know about you guys at home uh, or in the uh, the World Wide Web sphere out there who are listening. But uh, Malachi, what did you do? What did you do all summer? Well, I was up in uh, Petoskey. We both had two internships this summer, so yes, we, we were did. we were out and about in the in the world. Petoskey's a lot of fun. It's really pretty. Uh, I got to do a lot of hiking and manly outdoorsy things. I also found out that I was allergic to bees. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, I did not know that. Okay, Chris Farley. I was going for a run and I got stung by a hornet, mm. and I was like, "Well, that's weird." Uh, I'll just keep going, though. Yeah, I'll just keep running as my leg swells to, like, massive proportions. It, it, okay, so I'll go through the whole thing. So uh, at first I was like, whatever, it's just some dumb bee. I'm, I'm a powerful man. I can <laughs> Screw you, bee. I can survive this. He's just going to go lay down and die. Punch a bee in the face. So I finished my my run. I ran an additional 72 miles. <laughs> <laughs> I ran extra just to show that bee. Yeah, and, awesome. you know, uh, so I was walking back to my apartment, uh, just cooling down, and I noticed that I was starting to get some hives on my arms. Oof. And I was like, well, Oof. I ran through some tall grass, too. <laughs> Play so, on the grass. So maybe it's just a little scratch, you know? Not a big deal. No, no. Well, I started to get worried pretty quick, because those started to get bigger. I could feel it spreading That's to, like, so crazy. my groin and my chest. Oh. And it was like, uh, I looked at myself in the mirror in my car window, because I usually put my keys, like, underneath my car, mm-hmm. so I can don't have to worry about it when I'm running. And I looked at myself in the mirror... And I look like the elephant man. Oh, my and God. And I was like, I'm not screwing around with this. I'm going to the ER right now. Jesus. So I did. And I was so swollen that they couldn't, like, get a vein to get an IV in. Yeah, wow. So they couldn't even, like, hydrate you. Yeah. So the guy so the guy was like, I'm real sorry, man. I'm just going gonna, gonna to keep doing it. So he probably stuck me, like, five times on both arms before they could finally get it in. And they, I mean, I was there for, like, two hours. I thought the whole thing was pretty funny. I was never really that worried. Did you, did you feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end of uh, Total Recall? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
My head is gonna explode. <laughs> when he's like laying on the surface of Mars. Oh, that's great. Well, that's uh, that's that's crazy. That's crazy interesting. Yeah. I, this is the first time I'm hearing this too. So yeah, he uh, he blew up a little bit, and that's good. Uh, I I was in Muskegon all summer long, mm-hmm. which was very nice. Um, beautiful beaches. Uh, the the area is real kind of cool. Very strange dynamic. It's like you know, what, four miles east is very urban, and it can pretty dangerous. And then uh, you know, you go four miles west, and you're on a beach. Uh, so not bad, but uh, I actually did some pretty geeky things this summer. I don't know about you, Malachi, but what's the geekiest thing that you did all summer long? Well, geekiest thing I did all summer long. I don't know. I really, I, I took a chance to really read some more comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to pick up on it now again, but I, every uh, month that Fight Club came out, I bought those issues, and those were all really those awesome. Those were fantastic. Yeah, it's still coming out. I, I bought the first three. I think I'm behind probably by now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I got August or not, or September is coming out pretty soon. Um, but I made sure to go down to the comic shop and uh, and check that out, and I would usually just sit down there and read a couple while the guy wasn't paying attention anyway. So, so you're, you're, a, you're a shop rat now. Yeah, I'm going to probably go to Hall of Heroes a couple times and see what they got. Um, it's not bad. You spend like five bucks or something on a comic, and I think they're a little bit longer than they used to be too, or maybe it's just that one because it's a – it's an ongoing 12-issue series or something like that. Yeah, kind of a maxi epic. Yeah, you kind of get you get your uh, money's worth out of it. Absolutely. And Hall of Heroes is a great store, by the way. Uh, we go there all the time. Yes. We're going to continue to go there, and you should too. Wink. Hall of Heroes. Maybe not a sponsor. Give us money, please. Yes, lots of money. Um, yeah, that's great, man. Uh, I read a little bit too. I also did pick up on the uh, the Fight Club stuff. I thought it was fantastic. What really cool way to spin the story into a sequel? Mm-hmm. Um, very strange. I won't give it away for anybody who hasn't read it yet. But and uh, the Star Wars uh, comics that have been coming out are awesome, beautiful. Stuart Moman, who's probably my favorite uh, artist, mm-hmm. is laying out uh, and drawing the new uh, Star Wars title. And he did the first issue uh, last month, and it oh, it's just gorgeous. The stuff that guy does with the page is just nobody else really thinks to design that way. Well, I saw the one that you did share uh, on your on your Facebook page, and I mean, it was really cool because it was this like fine mix of like this like epic space landscape, but there's mm-hmm. also like these panels like interacting with that landscape. It's very cool. I yeah, totally understand what you mean. Yeah, he can blow it up when it needs to be blown up, and he also he, I don't know he uses space very well. I guess yeah. is the best way to say it. Yeah. But it, the Darth Vader comic is really good. Is it? Yeah. Very good. And they all tie in together too. They're all kind of telling similar stories. So. Cool. So you had you had a nice geeky summer. That's good. Yeah. What were you up to? Good. Okay. So the geekiest thing I did all summer is I worked for M Live. And uh, okay. So little little like uh, Muskegon geography lesson, kind of. Um, Muskegon downtown area uh, has kind of like a little circular feel to it. You know, on one side there's like the kind of a commercial building. There's the M Live building, and then right to the uh, exact, I guess, south. Of, of this whole circle, mm-hmm. you know, if you're thinking about that, uh, is the Frauenthal Theater, which is a pretty uh, well-known performing arts theater in that area. Well, they hosted a, a game and anime con, the SS Kaizuko Con. Kaizuko! Kaizuko Con! Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, very kind of like a small feel, you know, convention, uh, trying to compete with, obviously, things in Lansing, and then there's uh, Yumacon in, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Not quite that scale, but it was actually pretty cool. I realized why I don't get into anime, because that stuff was kind of weird. Yeah. It was real out there. Um, but it was, a, it was a nice little mix. But uh, I got to talk to uh, big anime nerds for like a whole day, and it was pretty cool. You got to, uh, you played a lot of Arkham Knight this summer, too, I didn't you? I played a lot of Arkham Knight. Okay, guys, here's, here's my here's Greek, 
total geek credentials. Uh, for my brother's birthday, I bought him a painting of Ness from Earthbound and Super Smash Brothers fame. It's his favorite favorite video game character. It cost me a pretty penny because it was a really nice painting. So I gave it to him and he was really happy about it. Well, unbeknownst to me, he had been saving up a bunch of money. He bought me a new PS4, Arkham Knight Edition. So it's got this cool, like, you know, Batman, like, you oh, know, silk screen thing on it, you know? And uh, the game came with it. And I have been, like, ritualistically just, like, powering through this thing. I'm at 94%, got everything beat except for the main mission and Riddler because Nigma's a dick. Let's just let's just be very honest. You know what? I played through Asylum in Arkham City, and I beat all the Riddler challenges, and those were actually really fun. Yeah. But in this one, they're like the Batmobile racetracks. It's complicated. Yeah. You have to do those first, and then you have to go back and find all the riddles, and then the trophies, and then like some of them are just really insane. Like you have to throw multiple batterings at certain like targets on certain times. Yeah, I looked up the answers to some of them. Too in much, Arkham man. Arkham City because they were crazy it's gonna take me a while i need some help you want to help me malachi i'll help you i don't have it man i'll help you we'll take it down i i don't have a ps4 so i never got to play it it's all right you guys guys can all come over my house i invite the public to also (laughs) come over my house and help me kill off nigma because nigma's a dick bring nachos bring nachos how does he possibly build these i'm gonna use the word subterranean again they're extremely subterranean for those of you playing the drinking game at home (laughs) yeah how many times are they going to say subterranean? More than you would probably uh, suspect. I wonder if they're going to say booty next. That's on my list. You know, <laughs> the thing about Nigma, he's got such a fat booty that when he's in those sub- <laughs> subterranean guys, guys tunnels. Start drinking up. <laughs> But it's ridiculous. How does he? How does he have the infrastructure to do that? He's got to hire crews of construction workers and all this stuff. Yeah, he's just one dude. That's a lot of commodities. Like trying to like coordinate. You it's know, expensive. I bet there's a lot of probably interplay with Penguin. You know, because Penguin well, owns a lot of this stuff. You just imagine him at like a city zoning meeting. You know, trying to get all these plans approved. I'm gonna get all these special use permits. <laughs> I'm gonna get all the special use permits. Just most of his time spending uh, trying to get vengeance against Batman is like filling out paperwork. It's, it's too much. It's too weird. But yeah, no, that game is fantastic. As everyone knew, it was probably gonna be but uh, I'm really hooked I also bought the uh, um, new Dragon Ball Z game the, the Xenoverse game oh yeah it's really kind of cool kind of grindy it's weird but uh, well it's like an MMO right yeah kind of it's yeah it is it is that that format but it's also a cool fighting game too um, and much like you know a lot of the other Dragon Ball Z games you can fly around all over these like different axes and it's it's pretty sweet but it's tough real tough but, uh, yeah, so this is when we had a pretty uh, good Geek Hot Summer, huh? Yeah, Red Hot Geek Summer. Red Hot Geek Summer. There's a lot of news that's been passing around. I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you've been been hip on all your duties. Malachi is now the editor-in-chief of Central Michigan Life. I think it was we announced last time. Yeah. He's a busy man. I got it going on. The fact that he's doing all this and reading comic books is a feat on its own. But he or, also has or maybe just news. speaks to me not doing my job very well. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just hanging out. That's good. Yeah. But yet, um, I don't know how many people were really excited about this in the first place, but I'm really excited that it's dead in the water. Fantastic Four, ladies and gentlemen, flopped miserably. Flopped hard. Flopped like a fish out of a tank. It was ridiculous. Flopped like Reed Richards' flabby little arms waving <laughs> in the breeze. He's like uh, one of those like sock people, you know, wind sock people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wind sock the Reed Richards. The big balloon people, yeah. <laughs> What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. It didn't make any sense. I didn't actually see it. Did you see it? I didn't see it at all. <laughs> yeah, but it's the consensus. You know, we've read the reviews, and, and even from the trailers, we were really skeptical. Everyone was really skeptical about this the whole way through, and then it's just, it was confirmed that it was terrible. A lot of people thought, okay, so the, uh, 
some people know about this, some people don't, but there was a Fantastic Four movie in the 90s um, yeah. that was just a ridiculous, egregious offense against anything comic book movie whatsoever. They had to make it to keep the rights. They made it directly just to keep the rights. A lot of people are thinking that they tanked Josh Trank's vision, if you could call it that, uh, just to keep these rights away from Marvel. And who cares if that was the plan? They did it spectacularly because it was awful, it made very little money, and now they get to keep whatever rights they are. Well, that was kind of the thing throughout the production of this movie, right? There was a lot of back and forth between Fox and Josh Trank, and he was unhappy and they were unhappy with him, and they were hiring and firing people to rewrite the script, and mm-hmm. it, was, it was a whole... So they were thinking that if they flopped this movie and made it not commercially viable that Marvel wouldn't want to touch it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They're just they they were wringing their hands just like, "Yes. This is all going according to plan." It's like shooting yourself in the foot so that the shoemaker gets, I don't know, that's a bad metaphor, but you know what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense. All shoes matter, Malachi. Do you care about Fantastic 4 anyway? Not really. I never yeah. really have. I mean, I did when I was a kid. You know, when I was a kid, I definitely read, like, some Golden Age Fantastic Four. There's a lot of love for the Fantastic Four, the Marvel's first family and everything. I never got it, yeah. I just don't get it at all. I mean, it doesn't translate well to our generation, you know what I mean? I guess they tried to Nolanize this movie to some degree. I know, it doesn't make any sense. And then Josh Trank actually did come out, I don't know if you saw that on his Twitter complained a little bit that his uh, his fantastic vision for this movie was definitely bastardized through the process. Yeah, that was kind of the... I mean, he released that tweet, like, right as... I think it was while uh, the movie was out in theaters, right? It was, it was on the first it was, day it was, or something? It was like on opening weekend, dude. Yeah. On opening weekend, the numbers were so bad that it, it like, it just incensed Josh Trank so much that he went to his Twitter and complained. Took it down immediately, too. Yeah, the, the damage was done. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, it's just disgusting. It's just disgusting that they would run this through the ringer just to try to hold on to this the sad thing is too this is the third time that they've tried to make fantastic four and you know a fourth one's coming in like four or five years they they want to well they want to pump out the sequel to this like fast they've got everybody signed on for a sequel you know i don't know it's it's weird a lot of people said that you know if they would have just let josh trank do his thing it might have been salvageable but i don't think josh trank's that good of a writer or director anyway i thought chronicle was all right but that's kind of like a one-off thing, you know? And it's not the similar... It's not the same tone. It doesn't have the same themes as the Fantastic Four does. Not at all. You can't suck the fun out of Fantastic Four. They're like a goofy family that also has superpowers. That's the whole appeal to them. That's why I tank, because there was absolutely no fun attached to this movie. But, uh, I don't know. Marvel seems to be doing pretty good, so they really care. They're just kind of laying in wait. Um, that being said... Uh, there's been a kind of a disturbance in Marvel's force right now. Talking about you know it being Force Friday and all, which we'll get to later. Precursor to former stuff, <laughs> later stuff. But yeah, no. Um, I guess there's been a big split inside Marvel Entertainment that uh, Kevin Feige is now answering directly to Disney because the uh, the CEO of Marvel Entertainment, Ike Pullmaner, who's a crazy billionaire, is apparently pretty frugal with the funds and won't fun things of the way that they all want him to and uh, has caused like living hell for Kevin Feige so yeah now he Disney is like slowly cannibalizing themselves and like taking over their own properties within properties it's very strange how do you pronounce that is it Feige is it Feige is it Feige it's it's Feige I actually had to look it up before I came in here and made an ass of myself it's like pronounced F-Y-G-H-E-E so you know like a little pronunciation like readouts Feige Feige I thought it was like cream fresh. Cream like fresh. <laughs> yeah, it always looks like just weird stuff. But yeah, so I mean, it's it's kind of strange. I don't know how this is really going to affect 
Disney and Marvel going forward. I don't really like that. It's it's strange. They might get more money now. You know, there might be more money. Put, put, what were they hurting for money though? Well, How okay. were they hurting for money? It, and you know what? Here's the thing too. Uh, so the whole reason that I don't know. I guess you could argue against this maybe, but assuming the narrative behind the Fantastic Four is that it didn't do well because Fox got too involved. Uh, maybe you could make the same argument here that Disney, a corporation, is maybe getting too involved with Marvel's toys. Could be. Kind of taking the toys. Or maybe they just want him to work on other things that aren't Marvel. I don't know. I mean, he's basically the curator of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? He's, yeah, he's definitely going to be invested in Marvel for a real long time. I don't think that's going to change. It's just it's going to be interesting to see what the, the scope of these movies is going to be. I mean, I guess to some degree, yeah, you could argue that this Pullman character was frugal with money for a reason. He didn't want, you know, to make this excessively huge movie that, you know, you don't know if it's going to pop or not. You don't know when the bubble's going to burst. So yeah, why I mean, I spend tons of money on it. And know? I keep thinking after Infinity War Part Two, like, I might retire from Marvel movies. Because how are you going to, I don't know. I'm already kind of feeling the fatigue a little bit, honestly. I saw Ant-Man out of necessity. It was okay. I didn't really like it that much. I said it was pretty forgettable. Yeah. So, and I didn't get to see it. I was, I was going to see it. It was way in between that or straight out of Compton one night. And, you know, NWA won, for right. sure. But, um, yeah, people said it was a good movie, but it just didn't... It was formulaic. It hit all those familiar beats of all the other ones, and it felt very like a product. Yeah. Like, insert emotion here. Yeah. <laughs> Internet man. He loves his daughter. Yeah. I saved the day now. And it... I don't know. Do you think it was just kind of like a build-up movie, just like how maybe Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3 was kind of leading up to... Maybe a little bit, but it, it definitely had the potential to be a nice standalone like Guardians was. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think removing um, Edgar Wright from it probably I mean there were some pieces of Edgar Wright still in there you could tell Mm -hmm. but you could also tell where they really wanted it to be more of like a family movie and they put some stuff in there that he probably wasn't happy with yeah yeah that makes sense and and, you know you want to trust Disney with this kind of thing because I mean even though everybody was real skeptical of Disney taking over Star Wars or even just Marvel in the first place, I mean, it seems like they're doing a fantastic job. Here's the difference, though. They're not doing a great job. J.J. Abrams is doing a good job. That's true. At the top level, they I don't they think care less. I don't think they're making a lot of these decisions based on like what the people want. I mean, they think they're financial decisions. Yeah. I mean, and you got a good point about the toys thing. Is that even say these Star Wars movies completely just go the way of you know, the, the second trilogy. Yeah. They're still going to make tons of money on merchandising. And they're already rolling out a ton of spinoffs and everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Rogue One, I don't really care about. I don't want to see a Young Han Solo movie. Never. No. Please, God. Does that freak you out? Yeah, it does. Does it, like, scare you? Like, make you, like, wake up at night and like, cold sweats? And you know what? They'll do this to justify a new Indiana Jones movie, probably, too. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And they've got, like, Chris Pratt probably pegged for that bill. God damn. Could you imagine that? He's not, not only is he in Jurassic World, and they're going to make completely like new Jurassic Park movies. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it is like they identify these talents or these successful things, and then they milk them dry. Yeah. So like Chris Pratt, I guess, is a good example of that. Yeah. He's, he did really well, and now he's going to do the best. He's everywhere. You <laughs> he, know? Is, he is the ultimate. Yeah, seriously. Absolutely. But there can only be one, and uh, at the same time, I mean, it makes sense that you get this idea of fatigue that you kind of feel with that. I mean, it's good that DC's coming out now, but, you know, have they missed the boat is the big question, and I don't know, a lot of Hollywood is talking some crap about superhero movies just in general, uh, namely being the worst offender in my book of the cinematic universe of anything. Steven Spielberg? I'm so, wait, who's that? S- S- Spielberg? Spielberg? 
Spielberg. I think he did some movies about some aliens. He's the guy who does the shark documentaries, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he did Sharknado 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, okay, we're joking around. Obviously, we know who Steven Spielberg is. You guys know who Steven Spielberg is. And it's ridiculous because, you know, when you have these things that you like in pop culture, there's always someone there just to kind of knock you down a peg, you know? Spielberg. Punch you in the back of the head Since and tell you to suck. This is like the equivalent of a nerd wedgie to the entire culture. But basically, Spielberg has come out and said that, you know, superheroes have kind of hit their... Hit their peak, their high watermark, uh, bubble will burst, and they'll go the way of the Western, which is a really kind of strange comparison because you're talking about something that's like an ethos and a mythos, right? Yeah. Of just like this, these characters that are almost godlike figures, you know, all the time. You can always make that argument. Comparing it to a period piece, right? Yeah. You guys understand how flawed that logic is? Like you've got cowboys and, and Native Americans and, you know, like powder guns and horses. Society has gone so far from that that it wouldn't translate at all to any of our generation. You know, Westerns, using Westerns examples is a very, very bad example. As opposed to something like superheroes, which can be used as a setting, you know, for a whole different kind of genre of movies. It's pretty ridiculous. I'm pretty upset about this. I hate Spielberg in the first place. Yeah. What's your worst, what's your least favorite Spielberg film? E.T. E.T.'s pretty bad. I honestly really don't like E.T. E.T. sucks. Um. Other than that, I don't know, man. Where's some? Throw some Spielberg movies at me. I mean, there was Munich. That was okay. An okay movie. Sure. It's going you know? for. I, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Ooh, that, I don't know how you could mess up something like that. You take a good big event like that and make a movie out of it. Whatever. What about Poltergeist? I like Poltergeist. Poltergeist is okay. Yeah. But forgettable. E. It's forgettable. They're all forgettable. Right? They're all forgettable. Uh, Kelsey, Kelsey's a film major. She's a production major, broadcast. True. From a technical side, I guess I know how great they are. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So anyway, yeah, so Spielberg is out there running his mouth about Whatever. our favorite things. You think it's jealousy? I think it might be jealousy. he's kind of, uh, is he irrelevant now? I don't know. I don't know. Lincoln did well. He's kind of the establishment now. He is the establishment. He's always been the establishment. He's the man. Yeah, that's true. He's always been very on the side of that kind of stuff. I don't know, man. Like... I definitely think that maybe what he means is movies that fit the superhero formula, like Ant-Man did, will die. Because I think the thing with superheroes is that basically, like you said, it's kind of a mythology. And they can be anywhere. It's just some guy or girl with some kind of power or even just a hero who doesn't need to have any powers uh, does something heroic. That's kind of what a superhero movie could be, right? Absolutely. It could be anywhere in anything. I think when you fill in the... The, uh, the by-the-numbers stuff, like Ant-Man kind of did. And I'm being super hard on Ant-Man. I don't know why. It's just an example. Uh, but, like, you know, guy with a troubled fast gets a way to uh, redeem himself. Bad guy is, like, a weird dual version of him. You know, like, Marvel has all these movies where, like, the Hulk fought, like, uh, a bad version of the Hulk. And Ant-Man fought, like, a bad Ant-Man. And <laughs> Iron Man fought, like, a bad guy with an Iron Man suit. Evil doppelganger. And then in the second one, he fought another bad guy with an Iron Man suit. And then in the third one, he fought a guy without one, but his powers were dumb. So Pretty much. I don't know. So I, I could see that dying up. Maybe that fatigue that we're starting to get just because they're, they're similar kinds of movies, yeah. maybe. Well, and it's interesting because it will force these producers of comic book movies to kind of really be much more creative if they want to survive. You know, you've got to yeah. come up with an original idea. Um, obviously, you know, you're drawing from characters that have already been created. You know, so the idea of playing with original ideas might be a little rough, but you know, it's where it's where you take these characters, you know, throughout their journey. Exactly, kind of you said too. You know, um, it doesn't have to be so formulaic. 
you know, when I think about, like, kind of the mold that it's kind of set up for all these other different movies, like, I mean, I saw Straight Outta Compton, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, in a way, it's really funny because, like, they're so relevant to, like, pop culture. They are people, but they're they're, they're cultural icons. You know, yeah. they almost transcend the fact that these are natural human beings, you know what I mean? Definitely. When you think about it. In many ways, that kind of makes them almost, like, you know, in that mold of a comic book movie of these, like, these ultra heroes who are, like, almost have their own mythology to They them. definitely, yeah. You know? I think especially with the, the way that uh, celebrities like brand themselves and create a mythos of themselves, yeah. like an image. You yeah. know that makes a lot of sense. See, that's the whole point. Is that this is a societal thing. Like this is the reason why comic book movies are so popular is because they kind of speak to all of us and what we can aspire to be to. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. think that's why people read comic books in the first place. That's why I do. You know, so for Spielberg to go around and start talking crap, he's got another thing coming. Yeah, whatever. I'm coming for you, Spielberg. Stupid guy. And this is where Spielberg's uh, Secret Service shows up at my house and tells me to cool out. Yeah, and he better play nice. Mr. Spielberg. We're sitting in director's chairs right now. Actually. We are. We're directing our own things. In the, in the studio that we have, the, we have little director's That's chairs. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to get the green light on E.T. 3. Ooh. Yeah. Boom. What are you going to do now, Spielberg? Yeah. E.T. 3. We should pitch that. We should come up with that sometime. E- what are E.T. 3? E.T. 3 goes tropical. <laughs> yeah. It's like a weekend at Bernie's type situation. Yeah, exactly. Weekend with E.T. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, hopefully that uh, as we move forward... The force can continue to flow through us and be positive about these things. I know the force is flowing through me today because today is a special day. Today is ready. You ready for this? Force Friday. Well delivered. I was waiting for your drum roll. But yes, it is Force Friday, ladies and gentlemen. It is a special day where uh, merchandisers go and they show off all their cool new Star Wars gear, toys, Every little thing. Uh, I guess this started back even when the first Star Wars came out, and uh, yeah. it's the first I've heard of it this year. The 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 prelude to all this is that when the first Star Wars came out, uh, they were so deluged with requests on merchandise and toys that they couldn't keep up demand. Um, so as these other movies came out, they would have hold these like kind of like big events, yada yada. Now they finally officially branded this thing as Force Friday. They use this hashtag, yada yada. Um, so they're kind of continuing that tradition with this brand new movie, The Force Awakens, which I know everybody's really excited for. I'm excited for it. Um, but yeah, they're having a big unboxing event for all this different merchandise today. Pretty cool. I'm kind of sad that I'm not there. But I heard it's not all that spectacular, though. There was a, there was apparently a YouTube live filming of this pre, like, pre-event for it yesterday. Unboxing videos are just kind of lame anyway. They're really lame. It's, it's like the reaction videos. You know, it's like people reacting to trailers. Or and It's like, what are you supposed to critique? The box that it comes in and, like, what it looks like? Oh, this packaging's the... real smooth. It's very, 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 uh, it's easy to open. Yeah. It's good plastic on here. I, I'm going to take off points because I had to use scissors to get the thing off. And not you, good. You know, it's usually got to use a knife. It's a lot easier that way, but... You know, the way they arranged it, and the bubble wrap didn't pop very well, so 6 out of 10. Or it popped too much, you know? It's yeah. maybe not safe. you got to really achieve that oh good popping ratio. God, yeah. So, yeah, this it's pretty silly, right? It's really kind of strange, but uh, I, I guess... I see the appeal, I suppose. I guess. It's like, it's ultra nerd. And, um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. I'm, just, I'm happy that things are ramping up so fast now that this is actually, like, reality. This isn't just, like, some far-off pipe dream for all of us. December. You know? December. December. It's so close. It's so close. I try to not to think it. about it. Do you really I put just, it? Put it. I, I try to put it in the back of my mind. You know, uh, it might make you cry. Yeah, it's so far away. It's, it might it's so me, close, but it's still so far away. Well, it might make me literally cry in the theater. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I cried when Bruce Wayne died at the end of uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I did too. Shed a tear. I didn't really like the ending of that movie though. Then he came back. 
Yeah, he should have been dead. It would have been more powerful <laughs> if he died. It's funny too. Okay, so I was uh, I was hanging out with someone and uh, they were talking about their travels through Italy, mm-hmm. and uh, they mentioned that they bought a whole big bottle of Fernabranca and tried to drink it and it was disgusting. And then I tried to tell them this anecdote about Alfred and it's just like just not getting not in. It's like oh what? <laughs> Never mind. So yeah, Fernabranca sucks. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I I, I did uh, I did shed a tear in that too. So you know, this is really powerful stuff, man. Here's my Same okay. Here's my uh, edited ending for Dark Knight Rises. Okay, ready? Alfred goes to the cafe, sits down, orders his whatever. Dun dun. Front of Brocken. Looks across, smiles, fade to black. Catches the gaze. Nope. Don't you don't no even don't him. don't even see don't <laughs> even see Bruce Wayne or anything. You just Alfred like looks down, looks up, little quick smile. Cut to black. That would probably be much better. Leave it ambiguous, like Inception and all those other ones that he does. Now, he probably gets some flack because he does that all the time. But, you know, that way people can, like, if they want to think Bruce Wayne's alive, they can, and I can think that he's dead because it's a better ending. A lot of people think that's, like, a dream. They're trying to carry on the, the, you know, not Interstellar, uh, Inception aesthetic, you know? Yeah, people have always had a hard time ending Batman anyway. Weird. Because you can't make him happy. No, you can't make him happy. Then he's not Batman anymore. But he is happy at the end of Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, which is the whole thing. Did that cheapen it for you? Did that make you feel... A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nolan. Who was Christopher Nolan? What a dick. Jerk. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, I'm pretty happy that this is coming out. Um, It makes me think about all the hype that's going to surround this thing. Mm -hmm. You know, all the memes, people dressing up. There's going to be tons of Star Wars quotes all over the place. So it makes me kind of beg the question of like, you know... If they expanded this universe to other properties, you know, what movies do you, would you have in mind that would be better by, like, making, like, Star Wars mythos a part of it? And here's the thing, too. So they're pitching uh, Rogue One as, like, a heist movie set in the universe of Star Wars. Which is just ridiculous. So let's let's take some movies and just set them in the universe of Star Wars. Okay. Okay? Cool. I'll let you go first. Seems like you got a nice little list over here. Okay. <clears throat> My first one is The Breakfast Club, okay. <laughs> set in the universe of Star Wars. There's a bunch of delinquents at the Jedi Academy, mm-hmm. a bunch of, bunch of no-good troublemakers, yeah, sure. and they got to sit uh, in detention after, after Jedi class. Jedi, Jedi detention. <laughs> yeah. And they, you know, there's, the, there's the jock Jedi, and he likes uh, pod racing. You know, he's all about pod. He's on the pod racing team. Big pod racing He's got fan. his pod racing jacket. And then there's uh there's like the stoner guy and he smokes a lot of death sticks mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and he's like the bad boy Jedi you know maybe he, he maybe he's gonna go to the dark side you he know might, he yeah. might and then there's like the hot young Jedi who's like super popular but she's like under a lot of pressure <laughs> and, you know uh, and then who else is in that movie there's five of them right what's the other stereotype uh, there's the nerd there's yeah, the nerd there's boy the super, he's always reading holocrons and stuff probably and building droids all the time he's always in the Jedi it's library Malachi it's totally Malachi <laughs> I wouldn't be well just because it would lead to power I would be the nerd <laughs> but that's that's mine what do you got okay that's a good one that's what's, a really good one yeah. I would do I would do straight out of Compton keep it very very uh, yeah very uh, contemporary uh, could you imagine all of the straight out of Compton scenes with them wearing Jedi robes <laughs> it would just make everything so much better. Is there rap in the Jedi universe? I don't really know. There's there is some forms of music. I'm sure that, that Mos Eisley has a rap night, has a hip hop night. You yeah. know, so they would show up in their Jedi robes. You know, mm-hmm. with like L. A. Raiders gear, uh, Sand Raiders gear, the, straight LA, out of Coruscant, Oakland, Oakland Sand Raiders. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> Oakland Sand Raiders. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's that's pretty cool. I think that would be pretty good. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Mm, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. You could just do that on Tatooine. Absolutely. You can do it on Tatooine. Everything's fine and dandy. You give everybody lightsabers. Problem solved. In fact, the whole entire, like, 
idea of Fury Road would be completely solved by just taking a lightsaber to a tire or mm-hmm. a wheel. It's done. Okay, I got a good one. Spoken the wheel. Go How on. about uh, Dirty Dancing? Dirty Dancing? <laughs> awesome. But instead of dancing, there's this town that doesn't like anyone who uses the Force. and uh, So you're mixing Footloose and Dirty Dancing together in one thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I did mix up Dirty Dancing and you Footloose. You can keep going. This is great. I, I like this idea I don't know lot. Dirty Dancing as much as I know Footloose, so let's change it to Footloose. Okay, in fact, you can even still have Kevin Bacon in this because he, lo- he looks pretty good still. So Kevin Bacon, Footloose. Okay. Uh, you're in this town where nobody lets you use the Force, but... You know, uh, Kevin Bacon wants to use the force, and he goes into an abandoned warehouse and, like, moves stuff around with his mind and also does it to music. And then he finds this girl, and eventually he teaches her that it's okay to use the force, man, because it's free love and everything. And the parents are all uptight because they're like, Jedi's are lame or whatever. You can find out that reason later. I'm not going to do all the work for you. No, no, no. you got to watch the movie. Yeah, you gotta, you got to do it on your own directors. <laughs> Spielberg. I know you're going to take. You're listening to these and taking all these ideas, Spielberg. You dirty. Anyway, so that's that's pretty much my my pitch for Footloose and Star Wars. That's really good. Uh, Jurassic Park, not Jurassic World. Okay. But the original Jurassic Park, uh, keeping everything in a force hold the entire time. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. Movie's five minutes long. Oh, there's an escape of a dinosaur. Force hold. He's done. <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah, that would be cool. Fantastic. You so, could have it on like Felucia, the, the like super jungle planet. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about Top Gun with X-Wings? Top Gun with X-Wings? Well, it would have to be like Star Han Solo. It, Han Solo Top Gun? It, it, would be, uh, it would be Biggs, and it would be uh, Wedge Antilles. Okay, I can dig that. And, I can dig that. And they would be, uh, you know, instead of the Russian MiGs, it, it'd be the TIE Fighters. Okay. And uh, it'd still have all the familiar stuff, you know, the, the same still homoerotic uh, butt-grabbing in the, in the volleyball. Sure. But it'll just be, you know, like in space a little bit. Sure. Would one of them actually take, like, the place of the drone, uh, the droid on the X-Wing and just sit there and hang out? And here's the best part. You know when they go on the Death Star and there's uh, Porkins, the big fat yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. and he blows up? That could be Goose in this one. That could be Goose. Fantastic. You're my eyes, Porkins. Wow. Wow. Who would be Iceman then? I know. That's, 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 that's a, tough. That's an important really question. One. Chewy Iceman? You know? Chewy? Chewy Iceman? Yeah, that would be cool. Let's out a chewy uh, whale and then clenches his teeth. <laughs> yeah. Same time. Perfect. You got any more? I'm good. I'm good <laughs> on all of that. You, you beat me for sure. I was trying to keep it contemporary, but you're... Uh, your knowledge of retro movies is just astounding. Yeah. I'm sure you didn't get any help from the internet or your laptop that's like right in it's, front of you. It's certainly not because I'm on the best movies of the 80s. Yeah, IMDb. certainly not. That's certainly not it's the case. all coming straight off the cuff. What about Platoon, but with uh, Stormtroopers? I could dig that. That would be cool. I could totally Like a real that. gritty look. And what does it mean to be like in an army of clones that are like made to kill and that's it? Sure, man. Absolutely. What it was about, all for space oil. What about E.T.? But in reverse, it's a human guy gets stranded on an alien planet, and they have wacky adventures. That'd be fantastic. Do you know about the ET connections though? And in, in, in yeah. Star Wars, you know about all this stuff. Yeah, the, it's pretty easy the, to the ET race was like one of the races in Coruscant at the Senate, right? Yeah. And then they were hanging anything? out. They were floating. Is there floating. anything in Star or in uh, in ET? ET? There is something in ET. Interesting oh, yeah. thing enough. Okay, so you brought up the, you know the, the Republic, the Republic meetings. Yeah, they're there. Um, there is a scene in E.T. where they're trying to escape. It's the, the like, right before the famous, you know, flying on the bike scene, whatever. Yeah. They're all dressed up in their Halloween costumes and they're rolling around for Halloween. E.T.'s got a little sheet on him to be a ghost uh-huh. or a clan member. I'm not really sure. I think E.T. <laughs> I would hope. I don't, that's the director's cut, I think. <laughs> a little too strange. Um, but yeah, E.T.'s walking around and he sees someone dressed up as a Yoda. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, uh, he's like pointing to it, you know, like he knows oh, who Yoda he, is. Yeah. 
because he knows who Yoda is, man. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. But Spielberg still sucks. So yeah, does screw him. That would yeah. really improve E.T., that's for sure. We're really not doing a good job of like telling Spielberg that he sucks. We're like really championing a lot yeah, of his movies well, here. Whatever. Whatever, Spielberg. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, no, that's, uh, that's what he's thinking. But that being said, uh, some weird connections. You know, everybody, uh, everybody wants Star Wars to, you know, really aspire to the best in humans, you know? Mm-hmm. Really kind of beat Star Trek at that uh, that game. Yeah. Which is really kind of cool because there's a lot of diversity in Star Wars. A lot of diversity in Star Wars. You know, besides the mix of nice aliens, uh, a lot of different minorities have had really strong roles in Star Wars movies. Well, women haven't really. Well, women have not, but they might in this one. I think they're doing a better job of trying to get that you know? to happen. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's a contemporary thing. I think J.J. Abrams is uh, pretty cool about that. But, you know, you got to take a look. Jimmy Smith's Puerto Ricans in space. He was, uh, what's uh, Leia's planet? Alderaan. Alderaan. King of Alderaan? He was uh, Bail Organa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a Puerto Rican dude. I was very happy about that. Yeah, I guess he was Being a, little, a Puerto Rican dude myself. He was a little, little tan. He had a little chocolate. He was. He was. There. A yeah. little mustache. Uh, a little, little nice uh, Pippin Hispanic mustache. There's Mace Windu, obviously. Mace Windu. I Absolutely. think he's only the black, the only black Jedi that I've seen, though. He might be, but he was a high up Jedi. Though. Oh, yeah. He was really important. Yeah. You know, which begs the question, what other, you know, black Jedis got passed over and were qualified for that role? It's true, man. I'm holding you accountable here, George Lucas. There's been a long, you know what, there's been a systemic issue oh. with discrimination in the Jedi Council. There really has. You know, ever since the 70s, they've been trying to work on it a little bit better, you know, but it's yeah. it's still an issue that plagues them today. Well, even look at Lando, man. They made Lando the fall guy. Oh, I forgot about Lando. You know what I mean? Oh, is Lando going to be in this in this one? I don't think he so. He better. Billy D? Yeah. Billy D's a little bloated these days. Billy D's I'm been... not sure you can fit into that cape. Oh, whatever. <laughs> fit into that cape. That's yeah. the best thing about it. You can just yeah, make yeah. it bigger. Huge cape. He's been very supportive of the Star Wars community, though. Like, anytime they do, like, uh, like the robot chicken spinoff or, uh, what are they called? Parody? Sure, yeah, yeah. Spoo shows. He always does the voices in those. I think he did in Family Guy, that too. Would, that would be a wise move, wouldn't it? Yeah. Getting him involved? Yeah, maybe he will be. Maybe JJ has got some. Uh, I hope so. Billy D's the shit. Weird cameos. <laughs> He's He's yeah. He's so smooth. Oh, he's the jazz. He's a smooth criminal. I'm going to have some bun, bun, Colt bun, bun, 45. Dude, he's like uh, Space Prince. He is Space Prince. He Lando Calrissian is definitely Space Prince. Yeah. For sure. He sits there just in his chair, alone in that huge room. He goes, <laughs> you know? Speaking of, uh, of Space Prince, uh, there's a petition to get Snoop Dogg there is. in this movie. There is. There's a big petition going around to get Snoop Dogg in this movie. They want to, they want to capitalize on the uh, the Samuel Jackson thing, you know? Hey, yeah. man, if, if Samuel Jackson can be a Jedi, Snoop Dogg can be a Jedi. Well, here's the difference, though, is that Samuel L. Jackson has, you know, he has very iconic characteristics at, like Snoop Dogg does, I suppose, so sure. that you recognize him immediately. It takes you out of the movie. You're like, oh, that's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, why Samuel Jackson hold a lightsaber? But he's also, like, a very seasoned actor, and he's been in a lot of stuff. Snoop Dogg really hasn't. He can, so. No, no, not at all. Have you seen Bones? Have you ever seen Bones before? The TV show Bones? No, no, it was his horror movie from oh, the early Jesus. 2000s. No. Oh, it's awful. What about... Uh, Oh man, he was in Starsky and Hutch too, wasn't he? Was, he? he was he was he was Huggy Bear, man. He was Huggy Bear. He's not very good in that either. No, he's not very good in anything. Yeah, he's just kind of like, oh, it's Snoop Dogg. Wow, cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was a long up. time ago, though. I mean, he's had more media appearances we'll and stuff. See. So he, he we'll, see, we'll see what he's doing. But a lot of people are really excited about this, and like they really want this to happen. It's probably not going to happen at all. But no. I mean, it would it would warm the cockles of my heart if Snoop Dogg was a Jedi. Every so single really. cockle. Every cockle, every single nook and cranny of my heart. What is a what is a cockle? I think it's like a crevice. Okay, some Crevasse. sort of some sort of uh, 
I was thinking it was space. like one of the tubes or something that pumps. I don't know. Could I don't know be. anything about hearts. Yeah, me neither. I don't even think I don't even think cockle even has anything to do with hearts. I think it's just like something that people have just thrown together. Probably makes it sound fancy. That's up to you, uh, listener. Go figure that out for us and yeah. get back to us. Yeah, email us at any time. What's the email address? Uh, well, you know what? We're gonna have to probably maybe we just make one. We're gonna make a new one. We're gonna make a Facebook page too, just for you people. But uh, things like this, this Snoop Dogg thing, could be really cool. You guys can answer back. You guys can give us some suggestions. In order to catalyze this and spark your guys' creativity, Malachi and I are going to play a little game on air. Uh, it's called a Snoop Jedi Wood. So we're going to come up with things off the cuff. I've written a couple things down. We're going to force Malachi to do this off the cuff of his head. I don't know a whole lot about Snoop Dogg, so this is going to be kind of tough. It's okay. You know the stereotypes. Yeah. You know the stereotypes associated with Snoop Dogg. I'll start. Yep. I'll start for it. A Snoop Jedi Wood. Have a lightsaber that also doubles as a vape. <laughs> it would also... A Snoop Jedi would pick a green lightsaber. Yes, he would. Green uh, fluffy one with a couple of purple hairs here and there. A Snoop Jedi would show up late to Jedi Council meetings with a weird odor. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some bloodshot eyes. Mm-hmm. A Snoop Jedi would roll up to Mos Eisley's in a fat luxury sand speeder with three honeys and Leia slave outfits. A Snoop Jedi would... Use the Jedi mind trick on stormtroopers searching his vehicle. Mm-hmm. Those are not the drugs you would No, for. absolutely not. <laughs> have a nice day, officer. Yeah, absolutely. A Snoop Jedi would would have competitions on who can force roll the most quality blunt. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, a Snoop Jedi would get rims on his X-wing fighter. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Some some hydraulics too. Yeah, just to bounce or, or maybe it's his land speeder. Yeah, yeah. A Snoop Jedi would have a eight-track tape player attached to any vehicle he's driving whatsoever. <laughs> a Snoop Jedi would not concern himself with being on the light side or the dark side. Being on the high side. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He transcends to a better side. Yeah. Absolutely. A Snoop Jedi would have Lando backstage at every single concert. Oh, well, that's just obvious. <laughs> yeah, that's a given. Yeah. That's a given. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know now, if I have any more. Yeah, we've said this thing. Now we're going to both have to come off with a couple of our heads. Oh, uh, that's going to be tough. Uh, a Snoop Jedi would open the first uh, Jedi Council braiding salon. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm still thinking, I'm still thinking, I'm still thinking. Uh, Snoop Jedi would... You know what? He would be a great Jedi. He would just be an outstanding member. He wouldn't have any issues. I think we can just... He would go on to have a successful music career, most likely. Absolutely. He'd be in and out of prison a couple times out of high school, but you know, he'd really get his act together and figure it out. uh, Yeah, that's a really good... uh, A Snoop Jedi would challenge Suge Knight to a lightsaber duel. And upon him getting struck down, would tell him that he will be more powerful if he does so. A Snoop Jedi would have a very public beef with uh, Mace Windu. <laughs> East Coast, West Coast Jedi would? Yeah. A Ab- Snoop Jedi would wear blue robes. Ooh, yes, there he would. Go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that go. would be tight. With some blue Chuck Taylors? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That would be Kelsey, tight. that's a good one. Wow. We got to get Kelsey and Mike here. She's going to gonna be schooling us left and right. Man, a Snoop Jedi would. Snoop Jedi would. A Snoop Jedi would uh, be frequently caught in Jabba's palace. Mm-hmm. Jabba's palace. palace. Jabba's palace. <laughs> you gotta switch how you say the A's when you're putting that word together. That's tough. Yeah, it's fly, dude. Jabba's you, palace. You know, you're trying to say it like some, you know. Hey, man, you trying to come down to the palace? Gotta go down to the palace, man. That's a palace party. Snoop Dogg's gonna be there, baby. All day. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Um... I, I, oh, wait. Oh, here we go. Snoop Jedi would be constantly getting around bounty hunters, man. Everybody's coming after him. He would be hiring bounty hunters. True. On both uh, sides. A Snoop Jedi would smack the ever-living crap out of Yoda for talking, talking back. Give me that sass, boy. Backhand, Yoda. 
What you got? Kelsey's I got, lost it. Kel- oh, oh you look like Kel- you had a good one. She was on a roll. All right, a Snoop, a Snoop Jedi would drop some Sith like it's hot. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's a good one to end on. Yeah, that's great. That's the power move right there. Oh, that's fantastic. So we're gonna have fun with this. I think what is it? Uh, we decided temporarily that each Friday of the first of the month, first Friday of the month, will be yeah. a Force Friday until. Star Wars comes out. So if you have any suggestions of anything you want us to talk about, you want to rag on us, you want to uh, come up with some other cool things about Snoop being a Jedi, uh, email us or follow us on our new Facebook, which I'm going to make later today. It'll just be called Raving Geeks, right? Raving Geeks, man. Cool. Raving Geeks Facebook. We'll start a hashtag RGS. RGS S2. S2. RGS2. Raving Geeks Season 2. I like it. Hashtag RGS2. So without further ado, I have nothing else to talk to you about. Stratosphere, no. internet sphere. I guess that's about it, isn't Webosphere. it? Webosphere. It is about it. But you know what? It's not it because this is the first one of our season, man. Oh, yeah. And we've got tons left. I'm so excited. Oh, boy. Can't you tell? All right. Let's record another right now. We'll do like five. Can we have another? Yes. Please. No. Please, Daddy. You can't, you can't have wanna, any pudding if you don't eat your meat. I want another podcast. It no. looks so cute in the window. Smack. Well, thank you very much, Central Michigan University, for having us geek out, rave out, and uh, have a good rest of your Labor Day weekend. Be sure to find us next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. You can follow the latest from CM Life by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Download our app and subscribe to CM Life podcast channel on iTunes. The print edition of CM Life is published Monday and Thursday and is distributed throughout campus and Mount Pleasant. Thank you for listening and supporting CM Life student media.